0: <laughs> the Browns are continuing to make Coaching changes to the roster And to the organization But guess what? Old name, new Responsibility, uh, Alex Van Pelt Will become the offensive coordinator As well as the quarterback's coach uh, And he'll use he'll wear both Of those hats, we'll tell you what that means For the Cleveland Browns, we'll also have uh, Musgrave who will be in an, uh, Another Minnesota coach Who will uh, definitely be added to the staff According to Kevin Stefanski, that'll be in, in uh, To segment two and then finally, we'll get to Jimmy Haslam. And he's he's got deep pockets because he's around the world spending money. And we'll tell you what big purchase the Haslam's made and how that affects the Browns. We'll do it all coming up on this episode of the Locked On Browns podcast. You are Locked On Browns. Your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends, your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, L-G-B on the L-O-B, the Lockdown Browns Podcast, brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Your host, Jeff Lloyd at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd from the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show Monday through Friday on YouTube. Of course, 92.3 The Fan on Air Personality. shop open for business every Saturday morning. Plenty other appearances to catch Garrett bush as well and the best way to do all that is by make sure you are following at g bush 91 we appreciate all of you who make locked on browns your first listen every single day whether it's free and always available on your favorite podcast platform of course here on youtube make sure you are subscribed to the show you have notifications on it is combine week there's gonna be a lot coming this week one of the busiest weeks of the nfl offseason. so make sure you're here with us for the ride you got roku tv Go ahead, search Locked On Cleveland Sports. You will find us, the Locked On Browns podcast. You will find and the crew over at the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Guardians coverage, spring training underway. Cavs coverage, big win last night. You need your fix over there. Go ahead. You can find it on Roku as well. As I said, it is NFL Combine Week. Uh, a lot going on this week as pretty much the entire NFL world descends to Indianapolis and the Cleveland Browns with a couple of, uh, you know, last-minute, you know, shakeups, ups uh, basically putting some butts in some seats here as getting closer to finalizing a coaching staff for the 2023 season. Uh, there was a lot of talk and anticipation about what the Browns were going to do at the quarterback uh, coach spot. And, you know, obviously there were talks. Um, my honest belief, and with this, Alex Van Pelt going back to being – quarterback coach slash offensive coordinator, similar to who he was the first year of the Stefanski regime. Obviously, Baker Mayfield, uh, one of his best years as a pro in 2020. My belief with this, with Alex Van Pelt going this route, it seems to me maybe we're trying to simplify things a little bit. You know what I'm saying? We, just, we don't want to bring in too much newness, and there is newness, and we'll get to that in segment two. But I think maybe they're thinking between Coach Steph, between Coach Van Pelt, between Deshaun Watson, maybe we don't need, you know, another voice in the room here. Uh, Just trying to keep three people on the same page as far as what is best for this Browns offense, as far as what is best for Deshaun Watson, what is best for the passing game. I think they decided maybe go a little bit more of a simplistic approach here. It's not that Alex Van Pelt can't handle both duties. He already has here for Cleveland. He has been a quarterback coach in the NFL Numerous, numerous times. Again, we'll get to the addition here. And you know, that, there's going to be ways where he fills in as well. But uh, that's my overall takeaway from this, Garrett, is that maybe less is possibly more here. Um, you know, look, Deshaun, obviously, it was a really, really difficult year last year. Um, you know, limited time uh, with the team. <coughs> <coughs> then, of course, sitting out through the suspension time, you know, things were not going so well for this franchise when he got back. So, you know, maybe, you know, just an incomplete is really the only way to give a grade towards the Sean Watson next year. Nothing he could do about Drew Petsig leaving. Obviously he gets a promotion of a lifetime. You wish him well. But again, for me, Garrett, I, I think the thing was is let's not shake this up too much. And if, you know, everybody's got to maybe wear a little bit of an extra hat, that might be okay because the last thing we want to do is to just come in and now flood Deshaun Watson with a whole bunch of newness yet again here in 2023.
0: Well, you know, they, they had already been working with Deshaun last year. Um, I already naturally pre- assumed that th- those guys were the three, um, three guys in the room making the decisions, doing the, what they needed to do to figure it out. And it, it just goes to show you um, that, you know, there there is a little bit of collaboration going on. Anytime you talk to anybody about the Cleveland Browns, it's all about collaboration. Uh, they say, that, you know, we got multiple people that are working on different things, making sure that, you know, we we cover every single base and we have more than one person with a set of eyeballs on different things. So, you know, I I, I perceive that they were already doing that in this case. Um, you know, Alex Van Pelt um, being a quarterback coach. I mean, it, it's I'll put it to you like this. It's, it's like one of those things where. You know, that that's the bare minimum. If you're going to be an offensive coordinator, obviously, you're going to be a quarterback coach as well. It's kind of an oxymoron, like you know, like, you know, usually, generally speaking, the quarterback is the most important uh, position on the field. And generally speaking, the offensive coordinator is more is closer to the quarterback than any other person on the field. With that being said, obviously, you're going to be watching, observing and counting his steps more than you would, say, a third string running back or a fourth round receiver you're not going to be looking at those guys of course you're the offense coordinator but you're, the the offense is revolving around the quarterback so the, i think they were already doing a little bit of this um i also think um what happens is and i think you're you're spot on with this you, you don't want another guy coming in and saying um all right well let, let's go tear him down from the uh, from the beginning remember how many times we talked about baker mayfield um and his mechanics And whether or not he was striding too much or, you know, was he throwing and pointing his foot to the target or is he taking a seven step? All of those things are little nuances that happen with a quarterback. And when you get another voice in a room, maybe somebody comes from a different tree comes from a different philosophy. And now when you're supposed to be getting Deshaun Watson, ready to play schematically, you might have an issue mechanically because it's just a difference in philosophy on how people throw the ball or what you would like to see with a quarterback. So You know, I'm fine with it. I think it'll it'll work out in the end. And I think it'll help some streamline a lot of situations when they want to change things. Because think about it. They already know the the plays from last year. They could go in with a cut sheet and take a look at the film and just say, look, all right, remember we was doing this last year? No, we're not going to call this Jet Right 22 We're going to call this just Jet. And then we'll work off that. And they're like, okay, I get it. Because all three of them have a frame of reference because they were there during that time frame. So I think it'll work out. We're just anxious to see. Um, what it is the offense looks like uh, coming up this year.
1: And one final thing for maybe, so before we start to switch gears here is, you know, we all know, and obviously the extensive relationship that Deshaun Watson has with Quincy Avery. So when you have a personal quarterback coach, then you maybe have a team appointed quarterback coach. I'm not saying, but there, you know, sometimes there can be, you know, some fuzziness within the lines there, you know, about, you know, what, you know, Quincy Avery and Deshaun Watson work on, as opposed to what the quarterback works on, some things could end up redundant. Some things could end up that maybe they're not getting worked on enough. Obviously between the work that Deshaun does with Quincy Avery, I think the Browns feel they're in a much comfortable position where we don't necessarily have to bring somebody in to do uh, and help with this gig, which allowed the opportunity for the Browns to make one more move yesterday. And we're going to get to that here. As we continue your latest lockdown Browns, Garrett Bush, and Jeff Lloyd, appreciate you all for being along for the ride with us. The midway point of the NBC, NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back. If your first bet doesn't win, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. And then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes, drained you can go with players props, you can go with player points, simple things, to st- simple statistic, rebounds, assists, etc. Just many, many things you can do with FanDuel. Plus FanDuel, often, even less you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. You're gonna sit down for two and a half hours, devote some time to one ball game. You know, pick some long shot bets, bet some small money. It pays out. You got yourself a nice big winning ticket. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet. Up to one thousand dollars in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Welcome back to the
0: Locked On Browns podcast. G Bush is in the building. Jeff Lloyd is in the building. Make sure you continue to support us on all platforms and especially where you download your podcast. And thank you for making us your first listen of each and every day. Uh, You know, Jeff, we we got uh, another change and uh, we talked about this situation um, with Musgrave. They bring Musgrave in um, and he spent some time on the the roster with the uh, Minnesota Vikings during the time period. Kevin Stefanski was here. Now, when you look at, um, you know, Musgrave, I believe he was here uh, from. Uh, he was here from for, in Minnesota from eleven to twelve. Is that great? Thirteen, right? yeah, t- yep, yeah, three years. Eleven to thirteen, and Kevin Stefanski at that uh at that time, um, was you know the the quarterbacks coach. So you know usually when these things happen, um, they they really do a good job of you know people make sure they get guys in that they're familiar with, um, and they're gonna add them to their coaching staff. Uh, and he's gonna his role will be an offensive assistant, and um, you know. You Know multiple people have reported news. I think, um, um, <clears throat> uh, I think
1: it was, we need some ahead? halls up in this sucker today. Yeah, we do. Everybody got a little tickly throat. Yeah, we do.
0: <laughs> I we heard this uh all over the uh, Mike Florio. I think, had it a little bit too. Um, uh, Mike Garofalo, uh, NFL Network had it as well. Um, so he spent his three seasons office offensive coordinator and, and quarterbacks coach at Cal. Um, and then he's been in the league since 1997. Um, He was most recently with the Broncos uh, at first as quarterback coach in 2017 uh, before he was promoted to offensive coordinator and served in the role through 2018. Um, He's been around the league, bounced around a lot. Um, He's uh, also served as the offensive coordinator for the Eagles, Vikings, Jaguars, and Raiders. Um, And, of course, we talked about it. Musgrave was there from 2011 to 2013 with the Vikings, um, and now he's with with his second stint with the team as offensive coordinator Stefanski. Um and so l- you look at it, he's been around. He's uh, got some experience. He's been uh, you know, a guy that's been bouncing around the league a little bit. So, it's almost like if you bring him in as an assistant, you're bringing a guy in who has coordinator experience, right? Just as an assistant. So, you know, it's one of those things where it's just another set of eyes you can bounce something off of. You know, another set of uh, a person that you trust that you think you can um you know, you you can have this says, "Hey, coach, what do you think about this set, or what do you think about this, or what?" In other places, what, when you see guys coach this, what did what did you do in other places? So I think it is uh it, it gives them opportunity to you know really give a, a, a experience level to the room. I think now what you're seeing, Jeff, is now you're starting to see this isn't a starter kit um, team. This isn't a starter kit, coach. Now you you're starting to have solid veterans all over the place and remember what we always talk about is is employing people putting good people around you so that you can empower them to do your job so you can make a a, a bigger impact on the total team not just the offense and I think now what you see is you got Callahan um you have Musgrave now you uh Alex Van Pelt is is here again but he has the experience and now you've upgraded on your special teams as well as Jim Schwartz who's a, a former head coach I think you're starting to see a lot more, um, what I would say, old grizzled veterans and guys that have been in the wars before, and the, the experience level is rising on the Cleveland Brown staff.
1: For me, and the thing that stands out here with this Bill Musgrave hire, and look, yeah, he's been all over the NFL. Quarterback coach, offense coordinator, uh, a couple stints uh, in college, University of Virginia back in the day, most recently now coming back to the NFL from Cal Berkeley. Um, in the way you hit on it, uh, the upgrade you have made at the defensive coordinator job with Jim Shores, the upgrade that you have made with the special teams coordinator, as you know, Bubba Ventrone comes back home to roost, so to speak. Um, whether or not, or where you stand on Coach Stefanski's future here in Cleveland. Uh, After three years and after two seasons in a row of the Browns not making the playoffs, I think for Coach Steph, this is kind of like a like a phone a friend. This is kind of like you know you're going into a rough situation and you gotta make sure somebody's got your back. Uh, I'm not trying to make it sound that bad, but I'm thinking that you know this is somebody you know obviously that Coach Stefanski worked up, climbed the ladder with. In Bill Musgrave, this isn't a favor by any chance. This is Coach Stefanski saying, you know, I now have this opening by giving Alex Van Pelt essentially dual roles. So basically this is somebody for Alex and I who's going to know our offense. Uh, obviously, you know, Bill, yeah, I mean, C- Coach Stefanski talks all the time about, you know, taking things from certain people in building his offense but now he's got somebody that, hey, you know what? We tried to do this in Minnesota. It always worked. You know what I'm saying? We were able to work between the hash marks, between the 8 to 15-yard range. This is something we're struggling with here. Am I applying the wrong people to it? Uh, you know, Are we setting it up incorrectly? So you basically have somebody who knows you and can basically, if you have a blockage or you have a blind spot in what you're seeing, this is somebody who sees things the way you do similarly. So it can kind of talk you through it. Can kind of help you through it. it, can be an extension. And it's difficult to be the head coach sometimes. Obviously, you don't necessarily always have somebody you can go to, somebody you can lean on and say, look, man, this isn't working for me. You know, whatever the situation may be. Uh, so for Steph, this kind of becomes a lifeline here. This is somebody that, you know, he can go to, you know, w- with Alex Van Pelt. The last thing you want to do here is obviously Alex Van Pelt has got to have his plate amazingly full right now. Um, yes, you know, he has done this before, but now he is going back to it and holding two roles. Um, you think about what got Jim Schwartz here this year, this, what Bill Musgrave is going to take is a very similar role to what Jim Schwartz had last year with Tennessee, just because you're labeled as a senior offensive assistant, senior defensive assistant, you know, a lot of people that could just be verbiage and maybe you're not doing a lot. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think Bill Musgrave is going to be, you know, pretty lockstep tight with Alex Van Pelt tight with Kevin Stefanski as far as getting this offense where it needs to be. We all know there is no bigger storyline coming for the Cleveland Browns in 2023 than Deshaun Watson returning to form. That is it. If it doesn't happen, if they do not achieve it, it's going to leave some big, big ugly questions out there as this franchise made a commitment for what looked like the better part, G, of five years. But after a year and a half of it, zero success. A lot of people are going to look foolish. I mean, a lot a lot of questions are going to be raised as far as, you know, future jobs, future employment. This thing needs to get right. And I think Coach Stefanski and obviously Andrew Berry, they've done everything they can to make sure that the coaching side of this team looks to be intact. Yes, there's still some holes that have to be filled. We know that. But it's quite obvious that if they feel that there is somebody established, entrenched, that they trust, they're going to lean on him here as the staff just continues to grow in NFL experience. I mean, you got three, four guys who have been coaching over 20 years in the NFL, now a part of the staff. It's basically a bulletproof plan to hopefully guarantee success. We are going to flip it up here. Um And this is an interesting one. And first things first, you know, Jimmy D, if you guys got any extra money, I I mean, G and I, you know, so you you could toss a little our way. Um, All for it. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, we'll get to that. You know, we appreciate everybody who makes Lockdown Browns their first listen every single day, free and available, always on your your favorite podcast platform. YouTube, make sure you subscribe. Got those notifications on. Throw some likes on the episodes. And if you got Roku TV, go ahead and search Lockdown Cleveland Sports. You will find us you will find the ultimate Cleveland sports show and you will get your guardians and Cavaliers coverage.
0: Welcome back to the locked on Brown podcast. Make sure you follow me at gbush 91, follow Jeff at, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Um, and make sure you also subscribe to the uh, locked on Browns podcast on youtube hit the notification bell so you know and you get you get uh notified every single time we drop a new episode um this is a kind of a really big story it just really broke kind of a you know as we we, we record this podcast is it, jimmy Haslam is um has reportedly purchased the milwaukee bucks um for 3.5 billion dollars right um I don't know if it's $3.5 billion um, as far as the total valuation, but or, or the money out of pocket. But the article t- talks away, talks about um him, him really going in and he actually bought this uh his this stake for Larce, who um he had owned the Milwaukee Bucks for about a decade long run. Um the last three and a half years, he was a controlling governor. Um, and the Bucks emerged as a powerhouse on the floor. Um, they got Giannis pretty much to win the championship. And now the Hasms have diversified their portfolio and going into um, the NBA realm. So they will be controlling owners of the Milwaukee Bucks. That gives them um, another, I guess, a chip on the table, so to speak, if it's Monopoly. Um, they own the Columbus Crew, um, Major League Soccer team. They own, obviously, the Cleveland Browns. And now they are the owner of. The Milwaukee Bucks. You know, what made me really want to talk about this story and get into it is because if you are a Browns fan and you covered the team for a while, you know that at one point in time, Al Lerner and Randy Lerner, well, Al Lerner, you know, those guys, um, father and son tandem, took over the team, and at the end of the regime, before they sold it to the Haslam's, people in this town were up uh, just uh, just beside themselves because. You know, there was a thought, there was a perception that they didn't really care. You know, they bought the team. Um, They were here. They were very wealthy. They had a soccer team in Europe. And that soccer team was b- worth a boatload of money. And it just seemed like they were more invested in soccer rather than invested in Cleveland Browns. We couldn't find quarterbacks. We couldn't find coaches. We couldn't get anything squared away. So he ended up selling the team. And, you know, I, I don't know. I asked you this question, Jeff. Now that they are in control of three organizations, is this a good or bad thing for the Browns fans? I mean, are you are you going to see them less hands-on when it comes to the Browns? Do you believe that they'll continue to spend the amount of money that they think they need to spend in order to get the Browns to to the promising, which is a Super Bowl? And do you believe this is something um, that's going to divide the attention um, of the organization because of this major purchase?
1: The first thing that blows me away here is the fact that we're talking about people who already own an NFL franchise, own a major league soccer franchise, and yet somehow some way between them and their conglomerates have another 3.5 million billion dollars to spend. So just to even say those words is just I mean I mean just absolutely shake your head crazy when you were talking about the amount of monetary Assets that they have invested in three professional sports franchises. Now, the way the Browns currently stand, look, Deshaun Watson, we know the deal. Five years. Guaranteed. Every damn drop of it. You've extended basically the core of this team. Petonio, Teller, Garrett, Chubb, um, Denzel Ward. Um, So the work there. And, you know, as far as your question is, you know, where will the finances, you know, be committed? Could there be an issue there? Browns are pretty much up against the cap right now for the next few years. Obviously, there's things to be done that will create more cap space. But the, uh, the commitment to financial resources, to the roster for the Cleveland Browns, it's there for the foreseeable future. Obviously, it is there there is one more avenue to this where actually I kind of think it's a positive. Um, The one thing, you know, we all think we know about the Haslam's is, is their money is long and they want success for their franchises. The one thing I think we don't necessarily want from the Haslam's is being involved. Let football people do what football people do. Um, And you know, we, when this team started to taste success in 2020, Jimmy and D looked a lot more, you know, positive, you know, as far as being, you know, the way they're viewed in the city, the fan base, where they're walking up and down aisles before the games, you know, shaking hands, taking a picture with a baby. You know what I'm saying? When they've tried to stick their nose into things is when it has made, you know, bad situations worse. Um, I think you need to know what your abilities are. Um, not everybody thinks they are the capability of Jerry Jones. Um, a lot of the owners understand that they are not capable of jumping into said football discussions and things of that nature. Um, so I do believe, you know, the Haslam, it's just another commitment for them. And I think at the end of the day, for anybody who think, gets maybe nervous about where maybe the Browns stand in the pecking order, you have to understand the Haslams are business people. Decisions are made based on, can I turn this in to a bigger asset than when I acquired it? Uh, You know, the hazards, it could be in this for four or five years, roll over the bucks for 5 billion. Guess what? You spent 3.5 billion, you made 1.5 billion. Obviously terms, numbers that none of us could even fathom, comprehend. But for me, I think the part for me that I hope is where the Browns currently stand and the commitment financially to most of the roster here, it's going to be the Haslam's are going to show up on game day. They're going to sit in the suite and they're going to watch the team and root for victory. I think what they're saying is, is we're putting this in the hands of the people who run this franchise. Everybody's paid. The commitment is here. Um, and for the Haslam's, it's you know it's another toy. It's another something else to get involved in. Um, but I think for the long term, when I say long term, obviously we're talking two, three, four seasons. I think for the short term, long term approach for the Cleveland Browns, I think this is going to be all right because, you know, the Haslam's are going to be a little bit more divided with their time. And hopefully the football decisions, football decisions related to the Cleveland Browns will be handled by football people.
0: Yeah, well, that's our, you know, that that that's our um <clears throat> that that is our hope. Right. You know, you know, when you got when you usually got all that money. <laughs> Uh, people with, with a lot of money seem to be very vocal and opinionated. You know, they they seem to be, you know, they have certain expectations about certain things. So it could work out like that. I I think, um, you know, it, it does signify um, that they are looking to diversify, um, and maybe that diversification means that they have their attention diversified. Now, some people say, "Look, I mean, you're the, you're the owner. Like, I mean, what could possibly you do in the field that makes any difference, right?" Um, if you don't get Deshaun Watson right, if he doesn't put ball out, you're in trouble anyway. So um I, I think this may be a story that we'll talk about a little bit. I also think it'll be something people will use um in the case if the Browns are terrible. The Browns come out and they say, see, this is what you're looking at. Jimmy Haslam, you bought all these other teams and now this team is terrible. You should have been concentrating on the Browns. I think people will use that as a talking point when really it doesn't really, you know, amount to anything on the field. So We'll see how it works. Um, if the Browns win, like we always say, if the Browns win, it, this will be a non-story like everything else. If the Browns lose, this should be another thing that they blame the hazems on. So
1: <laughs> I, I think that's where we're at. Pretty much so, pretty much so. Um, as I said here, we're going to continue through uh, NFL Combine this week. We're going to hear from Andrew Berry and Coach Stefanski Tuesday and Wednesday. On-field workouts will start on Thursday. So you'll have the big fellows defensive line on Thursday defensive backs on on friday saturday is the big one quarterbacks running i'm sorry quarterbacks tight ends wide receivers sunday we get o-line we get running backs uh it's always a huge week um uh, i'll always start with this premise um guys not working out don't sweat it don't matter it just doesn't matter um I know everybody seems to be enthralled. Anthony Richardson, I, you know this is fun because we can talk quarterbacks because it ain't going to matter here. Anthony Richardson from Florida, um, he's kind of like the wild card there. Um, he is going to work out. The one thing I tried to tell you all, if we know somebody is a fantastic athlete and they go to the combine, and guess what? They look like a fantastic athlete, the old phrase kids, and you remember, don't count it. Twice. You already knew it. It's just confirmation. But as you guys know, who've been here for years, this is one of my favorite weeks of the uh NFL calendar. This right along with the NFL draft, obviously. Um, when you start to get an idea where everything is headed. But for the news headed into Combine Week, Alex Van Pelt will now go back to a two-hat role, uh, adding quarterback coach to his offense coordinator duties. Coach Stefanski brings in a lifeline here, so to speak, in uh, longtime mentor Bill Musgrave will join as a senior offensive assistant. And now the Haslams, you know, continuing to build the empire. What exactly does that mean for the Cleveland Browns? You've gotten Garrett and I's thoughts there. Uh, as we said, it'll be a busy week. It'll be a crazy week here. Tons of info and stuff coming your way. So make sure you're checking here. Make sure you're checking ultimate Cleveland sports show 11 to one Monday through Friday, G and the boys over there, the 92, three, the fans barbershop Saturday morning G over there, obviously other opportunities. And you can always keep up with all of those by making sure you are following at G Bush, 91 myself, Jeff Lloyd at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd, the show at locked on Browns as always. Uh, we appreciate every single one of you who make On Browns your first listen, whether it's for free on your favorite podcast app here on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe, notifications on, throw some likes on the episodes for your boys here to create the buzz. And if you got Roku, go ahead and search On Cleveland Sports. You will get covered for your On Browns, Guardians and Cavaliers coverage, as well as the ultimate Cleveland sports show. It's going to be a week, kids. Buckle up. This has been your daily delivery of all things dog pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.
0: um And why is this taking so long? Did miss a button? Did me having trouble connecting?
1: I figure end recording is the easiest damn thing there is. That's <laughs> crazy, <I> huh? <sighs>
0: Having trouble connecting, please connect your, my internet is connected, fool.
1: make no sense it's not like you just hit end recording no should i try it at my end or no yeah yeah mm-hmm. all right and recording and the recording